Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Amen. I'm happy to be here this morning. I want to share with you about 25 reasons why we should have a mega church here in Teshi. Amen. 25 reasons. You know, we never say that we have enough lotto kiosks. We never say we have enough drinking bars. We never say we have enough nightclubs. We never say we have enough beaches. We never say we have enough hotels. We should also never say we have enough churches. Right. Amen. Amen. You see always in the newspapers talking about the proliferation of churches. But you see La Palm Beach Hotel and next to La Palm Beach Hotel is Labadi Beach Hotel. None of them is full. But all of them think that they have a good reason to be there right next to each other. Two junctions away is another cathedral of um, the Lighthouse Chapel. But we should never say that we have enough churches. We need, we need even more churches because more people are going to hell than even when Jesus was here. Amen. So that's why it is very, very important for all of us to give ourselves to the work of God. You know, a year ago, um, when my father died at the end of the service in church, I went up to give like, I don't even know what to call that speech because I had given a Thanksgiving speech and everything already, but I just wanted to speak. And when I went up the stage and I climbed, it was a tall stage, I climbed, I got to the top and I turned and I saw my father's coffin in the middle of the church, white and gold. You know, my heart broke because my father was a strong man. I mean, look, <laughs> you didn't even need to know him for long before you know that he was strong. I'm also very strong. I think I got it from him. I think so. Or maybe he got it from me. I don't know who gave it to who. But um, as I saw his coffin i became speechless because you know i saw that at the end of everything you achieve he built one of the first private clinics in ghana was a wealthy man was strong very opinionated on everything at the end of it i saw that it all ended in a wooden box whether you are rich whether you are poor whether you are strong whether you are weak whether you are tall, whether you are educated or not, it all ends up in one place. And that is when I saw and realized and, and it was engraved in my heart the futility of life and the uselessness of life as it ends on earth. But the Bible says in Revelation 14, 13, it said that there, and I heard a loud voice crying, blessed are those who die in the Lord from henceforth. For ye say the spirit that they may rest from their labors for the Lord. And the works that they've done for the Lord will follow them. But the ones that you've done on earth will end on earth. Will not follow you into heaven. In Revelation chapter 11 verse 1, it says, And they were given unto me a reed, and also to measure the most holy place, the holiest of holy, the most holy place, the inner court. Then when I was about to measure the outer court, they said, No, 
don't measure it for that is given to gentiles you see you should understand that it is the things you do for god that will be measured and that and, and that have any eternal consequence so that's what i'm saying that we are all blessed and happy you know most to be envy that we are here at the start of a new church that never existed before amen but it's born into existence today by your presence amen because the bible says that it is where two or three are gathered together that god says is in the midst of them you know my way to church this morning i was driving behind the truck and i saw a scripture behind it i didn't know immediately what the scripture was but i felt in my heart god saying that he was giving me this scripture as i was going to church so um you shouldn't do it but i picked up my phone to check the scripture as i was driving which is something you should never do never text and drive never check on your phone and drive except god has spoken to you to do it <laughs> amen. amen so when i checked i don't want to share it with you because i was blessed it was from genesis 28 15. when i checked it i was happy that you know god would send me such an encouraging scripture genesis 28 15 and the lord said to jacob this was the poverty to jacob and the bible says that god is not a respecter of persons so the prophecy to jacob is also the prophecy to you amen and he said behold i am with thee and i will keep you or protect you in all places where you go and i will bring you again into this land for i will not leave you until i have done that which i have spoken to you amen so it's when i get to encourage us all that you know as we moved here for the first time god is with us and he says he will not leave us until he has performed all the things that he said hallelujah because in this church which we call the united denominations it used to be called lighthouse we don't start churches by breaking up people's churches i was the pastor of the church just two junctions away if i if i look through the window i can see it. it's just here <laughs> about a thousand three hundred and forty people i mean i've told them come come here they actually want to come here and i warn them that anybody who lives there and comes here we will return you at the door five minutes drive there's another church i was a pastor of so a few so last week sunday i also told them nobody is coming here even within i tell we don't start churches by breaking up people's church you see there are more people who don't go to church than those who go to church so if you want to start a church there's no need to go for people who already go to church you should go for the millions in accra who don't go to church you have a much greater chance of success so that's what i want to share with you about 25 reasons why we should attempt to have a mega church here right here in this room and there's a next floor on top of us just like this when we are full here we will start to add that one to this one too proverbs chapter 28 verse 19 verse 18 proverbs 28 sorry proverbs 29 verse 18 and the building and the church is still under construction so i'm sure by the time you come next week you see that things have improved so if things are not up to your standard we apologize we are still building it amen it says where there is no vision the people perish but he that keeps the law happy is he where there is no vision the people perish 
but he that keeps the law happy is he you see i'm here because of a vision that god gave to my father and my pastor bishop that he would build that we should start this church here i didn't transfer myself here i didn't send myself here if you had even told me to choose i don't think i would have thought about building a place like this to start a church but my pastor had a vision you know and shared it with me that we should start a church here in this way and in this manner you know and the bible said where there's no vision the people perish largely the body of christ worldwide not in ghana i know you may think it's peculiar to ghana but worldwide i think that many pastors have lost their way and many pastors are in error because they have lost the vision of church growth church planting growing their churches into thousands you see another point in the ministry you would have all your needs met what do you need in life a wife or a spouse a car a house and a job a little money to eat after a few short years all those things they are complete then what the bible says that when david gave solomon the vision of building the temple the bible did a few years he had built it because david left him money to build the temple but solomon had no vision of his own that's why he could write where there's no vision that people perish because after he had accomplished the vision of his father he had no vision and that's how he went directly into women and by proverbs 31 he was telling us that look i command you my son Limuel, don't follow women don't give your strength to women and in the message by we call women the royal pathway to destruction the royal path of the day. and here solomon because he had no vision for god went directly into womanhood <laughs> yes because he didn't have a vision you see but that's why it is important for all of us to have a vision as christians we are going to involve ourselves in church planting church growth church work you see that should be our vision it is the most appropriate vision to have because everyone has a vision whether you know it or not there is a vision you are following you can have a vision to have a happy marriage it is one of the most futile visions you have because look you cannot control another human being even you cannot control yourself how many of you have done something you didn't want to do like you didn't want to do but you should but you did it so if you cannot control yourself how can you think you can control some one else <laughs> it's true a vision to have a happy marriage is a futile vision because you can never attain it you cannot control yourself who else can you contain can you control you try hard <laughs> the bible says that for the woman was deceived not the man how can you control somebody who is sure that she's right so you try 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 it won't work you can have a vision to control your husband let me share a secret with you let me share a secret with you the most uncontrollable creatures god created are called husband that creation of god is the most uncontrollable that that species that creation that 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 invention called husband is the most uncontrollable of all god's creation you cannot control your husband. Try it. 
<laughs> and many husbands have decided that look i know many husbands who have a decision that anything my wife tells me to do i'll do the opposite like that is their foundation for marriage anything why she says it that is not what i'm doing and you are trying to control such a thing that you made it your life version frustrated <laughs> what is their vision the vision is in matthew 6 33 seek ye fed the kingdom of god and his righteousness you put god first then he said and all the things that you are seeking for shall be added to you the way to get what you want is to give god what he wants the way to get what you want the bible says in psalm 37 verse 14 says delight yourself therefore in the lord make god happy make god delighted with you and the bible says that now he will give you the desires of your heart what is it that you want make god happy those who have been married for a long time and are happy most are unhappy but those who are happy their wives who are happy ask them they made pleasing their husbands their delight they control their husband like puppet of the string they control them but those who have made it their life way to control their husband are always crying in the house it's true i know one wife i told her that look let us make an agreement that you are the head of your home <laughs> because what she wants is what will happen meanwhile her husband thinks that he is the head though her husband is sure that he's the head but as i stand back and observe I can see very clearly like the sun is in the sky. That is the wife who is the head. <laughs> but she will be able to successfully deceive her husband that he is the head. You cannot imagine it. And I want them in. So now even these days, when I want something that I'll go and talk to the wife first and convince her. Then after she's convinced, then I'll go and talk to the husband. Then I'll tell her, go and ask your wife if she's in agreement with it and then because i've seen that it is, but as the wife has made herself look very submissive very obedient very oh she is the head but one honest husband one day told me that he went to see his wife and told his wife that look from today you are the head of the home he was more honest than more from today you are you are the head you cannot make that observation he said make the lord happy with you the Lord your delight. Make God happy. He will now make you happy. Seek for the kingdom of God. I remember when I finished the university and I wanted to be a pastor, missionary. My father, look, you know, in those days before you become a missionary, there's a form the church makes you take to your parents to sign called the missionary consent form. Even you, the missionary who says you want to go, when you read it and what and the conditions you you will be afraid for yourself that as i go if i die it's my fault it's not the church's fault and nobody's forcing me to go on missions i'm voluntarily going i bear the responsibility for my uh, financial sentence you who wants to go you even like to sign the form now that telling you go and let your father sign it <laughs> But I made the Lord my delight. I put God first. 
I was giving that letter in June. I said, when I read it, I said, how do I go and show this to my father? How? Not physically, but like, if I have sense, how can I go and show this to my father? Then I heard the Lord, the Lord say to me, wait, I'll tell you when to take it. That letter was in my bag from June to November. Then in November, put your hand together for my wife as she enters. Those of you who think I don't have a wife, you've been seeing me in church alone, you don't know I have a wife. So, I had a letter in my bag from June to November. Then one Monday in November, I heard the voice of God. I'll tell you when to give it to him this week. Because I'm afraid of my father. Hey! <laughs> because I remember that time he wanted me to, he said, I done well in the university. He wanted me to go to, to go and continue in America. I said, no. I won't go. I want to be in Ghana. Hey! He didn't mind me again for, I think, seven years. <laughs> so one Thursday morning, or that week, the Thursday morning, I heard the voice of God. When he comes home tonight, give him the phone to sign. I stayed there. I don't know. You see, the devil, he is very bad. Or maybe you don't know him well. That day in particular, he came home very, very late. Later than usual. <laughs> he comes late, oh. But that day, he came later than late. <laughs> but I waited. Went to open the gate. He came in. He went to his study. Then I went to give him the phone. I said, oh, I have a form for you to sign. I sweat. I didn't even need to bath again. Sweat. As he was looking at the form, I was waiting for either a slap, you take a needle to inject. I, I don't know. I was waiting for something evil to happen. Then he just took his pen, began to fill the form. I was looking at him, shocked. I said, hmm. What is happening is wrong. <laughs> I was telling you, what is happening is wrong. Then it got to a part. What is your relationship with the missionary? Then he turned to me. This part of the form that says, What's your relationship with your missionary? What, what should I write? Then I write, oh, I said, Write father. <laughs> I said, write, write father. Then he wrote father. Then he signed the form and gave it. I was looking at it. The only thing that occurred to me was like a cloud has covered him and he's not thinking well. But a normal, even born again father, even if you are a pastor, ask some questions. Like, so where are they sending you to? I mean, ask some, some questions. No, no question. He just signed it. I said, thank you. I couldn't believe what had just happened. Can you believe that the next day, when he came from, from what he had already signed the form, then he said, what time are they sending you to? I said, he look, they are rebels in Ziggin Shaw. But you are signed the form already. That's the most important. You see, make the Lord your delight, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. I went to Senegal. I came back, went to Gambia. Then one day I came. He said, "Look, you know, you say you are a pastor now." I said, "Yes." You are like you can take decisions for yourself. You are an adult. I was quiet. They said, "When you leave, don't come back to my house again." I couldn't believe it. I said, okay. You see, you should get to the point where nothing and no one stands between you and God. Not, nothing and no one. 
Nothing and no one stands between you and God. Other human beings, yes, but you and God, no. <laughs> so, I said, thank you. Packed my few things, I went to see my partner. You see, as I'm here in this world, there, there were, as of last year, as of 2019, there were only two people on earth who could control me, like, control us and make me do something I don't want to do. Like, I only do it because they said it. Only two. My father and my pastor. <laughs> yes. My biological father and my spiritual father are the only people, 8 billion people in the world. They are the only two people who can make like I, like I, like I want to sit down and they say, and, they, and somebody or another force, another entity wants me to stand. Only two. My biological father and my spiritual father. And now my biological father is dead. That's only one person. Do something I don't want to do. Look at my face. Well, do I look like somebody who easily does things that he doesn't want to do? Look at my face. Well, <laughs> it's true. So when he died, I said, Hey, then I really need to make my spiritual father live long because you see, all of us need somebody who can make you do something you don't want to do. Make the Lord judge. Look, by the time my father was dying, you see, as I made the Lord my delight my father by the time he was dying I was his best friend mystically I was his best friend chief advisor you see anything you give up for God when you make God vision your vision all other things shall be added not that you will go and look for things I'm sharing my testimony with you that the person who sacked me from his house because I put God first I became his top advisor Put yourself second. Put God first. Anything that you do, put God first. I'm telling you. The vision for the church to grow. Make that more important than you making your having a vision to make your bank balance grow. Your bank balance grow. Can you affect the inflation rate in Ghana? Our president doesn't know the inflation rate. If it's election, they give a figure. After elections, another figure. NDC will give one figure, NPP will give one figure. Everybody has a figure. Everybody knows the truth. You cannot make finances. The Bible says that money develops wings and flies. You cannot make a financial vision or vision. You cannot. You will fail. We were here in the pandemic. Look, not everybody became poor in the pandemic. Some became richer in the pandemic. So let's be honest. You cannot control even your finances you can go to town with money a pickpocket will pick your money how many of you have not gone to a shop and bought something you didn't intend to go and buy the day you went to the shop you cannot control your money look let the visions of god the bible that he that keeps the law happy is he he says seek ye first the kingdom of god now looking for a husband or a wife put god first put god first you're looking for money put god first you're looking for a house put god first i know people who only have houses because they are in church there are siblings who are richer than them who are not in church i'm nothing put god first let the visions of god drive you i'm telling you the truth you have a vision to be speaker of parliament 
<laughs> Put God first. You can enter the chamber. You can enter the chamber with high hopes of becoming the speaker. But if somebody says, I'm going to chew your vote, what can you do about it? Can you control the person who plans to chew your vote? Maybe the vote that was made in the speaker, somebody has chewed it. A fellow parliamentarian has chewed your vote. Can, can you control it? You cannot control it. One day, a prophet gave a president a prophecy before the election that you win the election, but you become the president. <laughs> and it happened exactly as he said it. He won. It was election in their country where the prophet was. It was in 2012. Those elections in that country. He told them, you win the election, but you become the president. <laughs> they are two different. Politics is not a good vision to follow. It usually ends up in tears. You think you've done well. Look at President Kufo. Did so about where he did. We don't even mention his name anymore. But the visions of God, the Bible says, and their works do follow them. They never end. You'll be blessed on earth, you'll be blessed in heaven. He said, and the things, he, I love Jesus. Jesus always sees through our hypocrisy. Jesus was sure we were hypocrites. So that's why in verse 32. I actually love Matthew 6.32 than Matthew 6.33. Because in Matthew 6.32, God lays a hypocrisy bare. Jesus came and said, and after all these things do the Gentiles seek after. In all the countries I go to, I always have an experiment. I ask the ladies, what kind of man would you like to marry? Every single country. I don't know if they have a WhatsApp group they discuss on or telegram whether it's Portuguese country, Spanish, English, anyone they say a God fearing man. <laughs> and I also always have a question I ask them there are many God fearing men in the church, so why are you not married? Because the secret is they are also looking for what the Gentiles are looking for. <laughs> yes, the brothers too, you ask them what kind of woman do you want to marry? A woman who fears the Lord. I say, who fear the Lord in the church? So why are you not married? Because they are also looking for what the Gentiles are looking for. So that's why Jesus saw through our life and said, "Your heavenly Father knows that what the unbelievers are looking for." In most churches, in almost every church I've been to, the pastor's wife is the prettiest girl in the church. The pastor, the men of God, they are also looking for fine girls. I'm telling you the truth. Don't mind any part that will say, God, look at on the heart, God, look at on that. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. The brothers too are the same. They are looking for the same thing unbelievers are looking for. And Jesus came and told her that your heavenly father knows that what the unbelievers like, you like. <laughs> but the way you get it is different. You, you get it by seeking further kingdom. They will go and look for it. But in your case, when you seek further kingdom, God will give it to you. It's true. That's why in most churches you go to, you see that the pastor is the richest. Because as he said, the Lord, God has added the money that unbelievers are looking for. God has added it to him. <laughs> yes. You see a cast of, I mean, but now the problem is that the pastors have taken it too far. My people, my people, my people. You don't have that problem. We have that problem. Me and my people have that problem. They are chasing even the cardboard 
more than the unbelievers. You should see us on Facebook. We are more interested in displaying our wealth than the number of souls we have won. My people, my people. You don't have a problem with my people I'm talking about now. Yes. But he said, seek ye first. Look, you see, if my father, our pastor, the father of this church, was looking for money, you don't use money to do this. If you are looking for money, you will not do this. When you are looking for God, then you will do this. You cannot even imagine the cost of building this thing. I mean, why is it that? This, the cost of the stones and not to make it a worthy place to worship God in. You cannot imagine it. Let us all together have this vision that we are coming to serve God here and watch God perform wonders. Watch God perform wonders. You see, see what I like is that what unbelievers want, God will give it to you. You as the average hypocrite Christian, what card do you want? You either say a picanto, high-die item, or or darumatis, or a nameless card that is from China, you can't mention the name. But in his heart, <laughs> in his heart, say, oh, Lord, a range of our Lord, a range of our Lord. But with his mouth, say, let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. But indeed, but the Bible says, God sees through, through your heart. I see you joining yourself to the visions of God. Amen. Jesus said, That my house may be filled that my house may be filled make this vision your vision adopt god's vision as your vision and what god perform wonders in your life in the name of jesus the second reason we we can't share all today we just do as many as we can and close the second reason why we should have a mega church here is because it will lead you on the journey that will make the church grow Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them." You see, anything you want and you want to be successful in is going to take a series of strategies. Nothing happens easily. Nothing that is worth having happens easily. And that's why you know you see America they are going to marry they just go to there's a chapel there's a church in Las Vegas called the White Chapel oh you can meet a girl on the road you go there there is a pastor there on 24 hour duty he will marry you within five minutes you are married <laughs> yes you can even be drunk the man is drunk the man is drunk there are many people who are married they want to look at the body how how did the ring get, get on my finger <laughs> they were high on drugs but there's a priest there ready to marry any idiot who appears there do you think such mar- some marriages last as easily as they marry the divorce but that's why in our culture they say hey we'll do engagement engagement list six cloth one white bible and not a bible an engagement bible then Scarf for the mother, 
blood for the father what sandals for who father father the mother then even the wild brothers have their share why don't the sisters have their share come to think of it anyway it's none of my business and it's beyond the scope of this sermon so wise brothers then wife's father has cloth wife's mother also has six piece with then you have to buy earrings jewelry jewelry then what again long list suitcase and then case of drinks you see at first you may think it is not necessary but as you go you you will learn that all these difficult things have their role they make you the man you never forget that you got married then the wedding <sighs> go and swear white long dress then put a crown on top go and find your makeup person go and do what again reception uh, wedding reception then honeymoon no it's very bad not to go for a honeymoon very bad it's a bad thing you should go so that you remember that after the wedding you went alone somewhere cherish oh yes. <laughs> it's true and if you are in this church there are even some specific depending on how close you are there are some specific milestones that are supposed to accomplish if you don't accomplish then you pay a fine of hundred dollars if you accomplish then you win hundred dollars yes Specifically, they all help in the carrying out of a successful marriage. If you are going to the university, you have to pass SSC. Which one do you write for? BC, SSC, write entrance exam, go for classes. The difficulty is made to help you to succeed. That is why those who do appeal, they never succeed later in life. I met a university student. I gave him a gift. He didn't have shoes. I gave him money to go and buy shoes. So he was sending me a text to thank me. He said, I want for the leather shoes he bought for me. And the leather was L-E-D-A. First degree holder, University of Ghana. The leather shoe. That is a product. Leather. So leather shoe. The leather shoes he bought for me. It's true. I was talking to somebody who great lawyers and i'm asking you that why is it that more people didn't graduate is there that we heard some rumors that the list had to come from the jubilee house so if you're not from jubilee say look we made provision for 1000 new lawyers only 158 qualified then then the person told me can you imagine that a lawyer is writing a legal um essay so when it's going to therefore then you are there for one two three dots in the essay therefore dot 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 then continuing how can you possibly pass somebody like this as a lawyer you see anything that is worth doing is difficult you want to be a doctor you know when i was in primary school i think class five science class they made us cut a frog look at their heart look at if frogs i don't like the way they look but when you are planning to become a doctor, you have to dissect a frog, dissect a rat, 
do this, memorize this. See, the difficulty in it is because of how successful you will become. Right. Now, in the same way, if you want your church to grow, look at you who cannot control yourself. Now, the pastor has to control hundreds of you who cannot control yourself. It is the most difficult job in the world. And it will lead to you changing the way you are. Ish. You are quick tempered. Your church will finish. You have to even be angry and pretend you are happy. <laughs> One day I saw some missionaries that had gone to another country. He insulted the people in the country. I said, ah, but your church will finish. They don't like you already. They don't want you to be their pastor already. You have to tolerate them. You have to be quiet. You want to speak, but you are quiet. You have to insult. You insult him in your head, but don't let it come out of your mouth. You see, in order to do well, you to do well, you will go on a journey that will change you to become a better person. You will learn how to be a leader. Because without being a good leader, you will not be able to lead anybody in the church of God. You may be a poor leader. Maybe you failed in life. But becoming a pastor will force you to work on yourself to become a better person. Because you see, the Bible says that thou not in my head, oil, my cup runs over. As a pastor, like as I'm standing here, you all look at me. So you, you need to work on yourself so that you are a good person. Your congregation will want to look up to or look to or think it's sensible enough to advise them. It's true. What does it, you know? Of the university one day we were doing when computer became very prominent and when i was preaching on forgiveness and you know as i was preaching i thought i'd had a very very wild revelation about forgiveness about how god forgives so i actually stood in the pulpit and said forgiveness is like the delete button on the computer <laughs> when you press delete the information you have highlighted disappears completely forever and i was very happy with everything and i really said so all your sins are like the delete button that is completely that's how the blood of jesus forgives like the delete button i really hammered on that delete revelation. then when i finished a nigerian member you know nigerian they are not so um, that decorum is not too high so she came to me afterwards and said you know very powerful message but there's something i want to tell you <laughs> but i said what is they said you know that example you gave about the delete something which was like 40 percent of my message though 40 <laughs> percent because i thought it was very powerful he said you know i just want you to know that when you delete something on the computer it doesn't disappear <laughs> but it is converted into a negligibly sized file and stored on the computer. So that doesn't say that because one of the things that I said was that when you delete, it disappears to space. <laughs> he said, Oh, no, no, no. That example, which is like my message, though, is not true. That she knows I don't know, so she's coming to correct me and just make me know. Now, when you press delete, it doesn't disappear to space. But it's confessed. I said, well, thank you. You see, you need to study and read a bit more before you go to the pulpit about a little
about law, a little bit about construction, a little bit about electrical engineering technique. Because look, there are legal implications of the things you do. Just like that. I mean, if you are here and I come say that, you know, the main party in Ghana is NRC. So, ah, what pastor do we have? He's not even aware of the, who the president is. He's a party called NRC. You may say that, no, I cannot follow somebody with no brains. Eh? I mean, yes, the Holy Spirit and everything, but we are on earth. We are, we are not yet in heaven. You see, working for God and trying to be successful will lead you on a journey that first of all helps you the person before it even benefits the church when you keep yourself away it prevents you from self-development which is the most important thing for you you see the bible says take heed to yourself you are the first problem then to the flock of god so see as i'm preaching I'm more blessed than you who is listening to me. I'm benefiting more from the message. The water hose that brings the water out and the plant that receives the water, who is more blessed? Does the water not come out of the hose or come to the hose before it goes to the plant? So it is to your great benefit that you say, look, I'm going to join this church. When you join this church, this is not a church you are there. When you join the church, you will be made to do something. Maybe you can't sing. By the time you see you are a perfect singer maybe you don't know how to control instrument you don't know how to play the keyboard you don't know how to play a drum and all see and all these things are life skills that may help you you may join the church you don't know how to cook say look you're preaching that a woman you cannot cook soup but then she's like stew you say no take it like that uh, see here we say that no 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 here we don't take things like that when we improve on it a lady joined the church one very very proud looking for a husband so i told her that you know this pride and man it doesn't go together because the man now his ego is already there created by god so i told her that i'll train you to be humble Eesh. she told me i would have a hard time <laughs> yes she told me it's impossible so she left the church I'm sad to announce to you that after today she still doesn't have a husband and her friends kept telling her that you missed an opportunity because there's no man who will marry a proud woman he doesn't exist he has not yet been invented by god god has to invent you he can't create it he has to invent one it's like a new something that that so like god had to invent a man who doesn't have ego <laughs> it will be an invention it's true it will lead you on a journey of change of leadership learning to look this covid if you are a pastor <laughs> you 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 have to almost become like a doctor because your members will have problems to call it i'm not feeling well you have to develop your own symptoms of covid identification because the scientists cried don't also know so you the pastor you also have to become like a doctor that what are your practical symptoms of covid and what are the practical medications to take otherwise your members will die and when your members see that our pastor cares for us our pastor knows our pastor has the solutions our pastor will heal us our pastor will tell us what to do everybody wants to go where the grass is green 
everybody wants to go where there's where solutions will be found for them being part of a church leads you on the journey and us pastors are not on a journey you can see us deviating me and my people deviating into madness that's the best way to tell madness pastors have become farmers industrialists womanizers menizers all types of things we are lost it is because we have lost our way we are not on the g where you want to check it to you you become somebody who reads who prays you read books on check you don't have bad time for newspapers donald trump has attacked the capitol hill and they will ah, you are in that that donald trump know your name that donald trump know you how come you know everything about him the number of people who entered the capital even cia does not know but you know even cia does not know but you know those who entered the time they entered i saw a brother yesterday and that's we're talking they said oh he watched the parliamentary votes in the night throughout the night so when i heard he said pastor so when i heard i said oh no i thought the other pastor was joking and teasing him so i said oh you are lying, you are lying. Say, oh, it's true. Ask him. Say, oh, it's true. I said, you were watching the vote for Speaker of Parliament. He said, oh, yes. To make matters worse, he said, I'll switch to Ghana, then I'll switch to the, to the US capital, then I'll switch to the. And so you spent the night watching riots in America Parliament and riots in Ghana Parliament throughout the night. Then I understood why his check was not growing. I understood. Nice church, beautiful. Why is your church not going? But if you are somebody whose mind tells you that you can spend the whole night watching parliamentarians, do you know what in the church they call parliament like pack of lions, um, pack of lions, and what swarm of flies, and what again? Pride of lions, swarm of flies, brood of vipers, what of parliament? Who, who, who knows? What? Who, who knows? Yes. A baboon of parliament. Dictionary. In the dictionary, not me, the dictionary. A baboon of parliamentarians. That's what they call it, the dictionary. It's not me who said it, it's my mother. Please put the camera on there so that. In case they are looking for somebody, they'll know who to. <laughs> she said it, and I heard it, and I said it. You have spent eight hours between America here. I understood why his church is not going. You should have been praying, even sleeping, so you can wake up refreshed. Involving yourself in the work of God will lead you to do the right thing that you need to. The Bible says a pastor must be great. Great means serious. Some of us feel in life because we are not serious enough. But joining the church properly will change you. It will change you or you will be made to change. The empty chairs in your church will stare at you and will correct you. The empty chairs will correct you. It's true. They will guide you. They will rebuke you. <laughs> and they will make you do the right thing. But many of us are not on that journey. Many of us are not on that journey. 
but i pray that as we end today's sermon we will continue next week you will join yourself to those who are working for god seeking for his church to grow seeking for more to be added to the church it it will make you a better person make you a better worker no you come to church some of us are habitually late you cannot go late for a program to save your life you go late to church you go late to your own wedding you'll be late work you'll be late your outdooring you'll be late your child's outdooring will be late your mother's outdooring will be late your father's funeral you'll be late you cannot go late anywhere but when you come to church you will know that look the service starts at nine i must be here before so soon that's your late attitude will gradually be corrected because i tell you it is not every job you can be late to <laughs> yes low paying jobs even if you don't go and you call that you are late it's fine <laughs> but there are certain kinds of jobs you must clock in 30 minutes before the time they, when, when they employed you the time they gave you to come you must get there 30 minutes before yes you change but what did they say me i cannot come is it like this type of ghana yin tijai me i cannot come they said eight thousand head uh, wait wait waiting man no see before look it's not every job they can go and say waiting man no see before i mean you cannot say that if you've taken my chair then i'll sit on you look <laughs> look 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 let's be serious let's be serious can you imagine going to the uk parliament you're going to sit on some see when you even imagine it it can't come uk parliament yeah you're going to sit on somebody the person said that did you see the size of her my niece my niece i'm suing her my niece are here what's going to sit in me my bones shattered somebody in the parliament the next four years there is 24 four more to do more more will be done yeah we are in for it <laughs> we are in for it four more to do more we are in for it and when i said for the girl that be that it would have been better than once you see in malaysia they've taken chair to have their party oh yeah for your party i mean do you think if she was a pastor like reverend Benisa pastor he can snatch from the paper around there's something in you that won't allow you to do it yes you know that there are people looking up to you who see a pastor you know that the people assume you are wise so you sort of have a certain inner moral code but parliamentarian there oh lucky the people now they know that actually the thing is not by sense so it's by sharing money and cooking oil rice I don't have to show any kind of intelligence. It's like me that the hard guy who can chew uh, ballot papers. <laughs> can you let me ask you? Can you imagine if we go for a program, then you see that I'm going to sit on my assistant pastor <laughs> because he sat on my chair, so I'm not going to sit on him. It is to your great benefit that you join yourself to the work of God. It is to your benefit. I've been changed tremendously as I've been doing the work of God. I've become a better person. And the, and the longer I keep serving God, different experiences, different places, I've become a much, much, much better person. It's true. 
this year I was moved to a church. I changed radically. Radically, I changed. It's true. You become better. You become nicer. More accommodating. More forgiving. More temperate. More just better. You become a better husband. You become a better wife. You become a better boss. It's true. Everything about you change for the better. You become a nicer person to relate with. Just by serving God, all things are added to you. In Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet and close. Pray for yourself as we close. We will continue next week. Ask the Lord to make the seed of this word grow in your heart. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Just pray in your heart to the Lord. Lift up your hands. Just say, Lord, help me to have this vision burning in my heart. The vision of a mega church. Let me be a true disciple of Jesus. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Say, this morning, I surrender my life to you. This morning, I ask you to involve me in your work. This morning, I ask for a radical change that I may never be the same again. Wherever you may lead, I will go. Be it in a quiet pasture or by a gentle stream, the shepherd of my soul is by my side. Should I face a mighty mountain or a body dark and deep, the shepherd of my soul will be my God, shepherd, shepherd of my soul, I gave you full control, wherever you may be, I will follow, I have made a choice, to listen for your voice, Wherever you may lead, I will go. give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus to be born again 
maybe somebody invited you to church but i want to say pastor pray with me before i leave if i were to die now i am not sure whether i'll go to heaven or whether i'll go to hell pray with me i need for my name to be written in the book of life the bible says that and in that day the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life and whosoever's name was not found in the book of life was cast into everlasting fire where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth but he said that i came that you might have life and have it more abundantly maybe you are here and say pastor i'm not sure that my name is in the book of life pray with me before i go home if you are here like that just stand wherever you are lift up your right hand into the air and i'll pray with you lift up your right hand and say pastor pray with me or maybe you've been a christian but you want to rededicate your life to god please lift up your right hand we just pray once also and then we go home is there anyone here like that father we thank you for the free gift of life if you lift it up your hand please do one more thing please come to me in front at the back please clap for them as they come god bless you if you lifted up your hand please please come clap for them as they come clap for them as they come god bless you thank you for coming i want you to pray this prayer with me i want the rest of the congregation to join us pray from your heart it is your own prayer i'm just leading you in it say lord jesus this morning i come to you just as i am please forgive me of all my sins and wash me in your precious blood this morning i receive jesus as my lord and my personal savior say heavenly father please write my name in your book of life so that when i die i will come to heaven say holy spirit please come and live in me and help me help me strengthen me to live the life of a christian all the days of my life in the name of jesus i pray with thanksgiving amen